everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Green Room Podcast presented by the Handshake Agency. I'm your host, Neil Griffiths. Happy Friday. Hope you're staying well, uh, especially if you're in Melbourne, which is my very poor segue into today's guest, North Lane frontman, Marcus Bridge. Marcus, welcome back to the show, man. Good to be back. How you doing? Yeah, good. I mean, um, you. I think I was doing some some notes before this show. You were on like one of the very first episodes of the music podcast. I believe I was. Still so, at that point. So, um, yeah. how's it been? Uh, it's, it's good. Um, I've been in Melbourne for a little bit now. Obviously, it's a bit more uh, tense at the moment, a bit, bit less enjoyable being locked inside. But, yeah, besides that, um, you know, keeping, keeping positive, keeping busy, I guess. Yeah. So, for the sake of it being COVID, why don't you start with where you guys were in early March? What were you meant to be doing now? Well, um, yeah, we should have been deep into Euro tours and stuff. Um, we have yeah, plenty of tours that were meant to happen later in the year. And I think we we're meant to come back through Australia at some point. I'm not sure if that's going to happen again. Yeah, we had a lot, a lot on the cards that um, obviously couldn't happen, which is pretty disappointing. And we love... We love touring. We love doing the Euro festivals as well. Just going out there and having having a lot of fun. So um, yeah, it's been weird. I guess it's it's good to have time at home and have some time off, but it's also quite strange when you don't know when you're going to get back to work. So this is kind of a yeah unprecedented. What have you been doing to keep yourself busy? I mean, I know you guys have released a, a wine recently. Was that yeah. just because you were bored? Let's be honest. Kind of, yeah. I kind of feel like it's, for us, or especially Josh, uh, wine is one of his many passions, but a big one. <laughs> so for him, it was kind of a no-brainer, and we all thought it was an awesome idea, and an awesome way to support a, a crowbar as well, but also put some pretty neat kind of, Stuff you don't see every day from a band. Mm. How did you celebrate your birthday? Happy birthday, by the way. What was it? Thank 19th? you. Oh, man. It was, uh, yes, it was the 19th. Um, it was a pretty quiet one, but that's kind of okay. I guess, uh, yeah, my, my partner, she just um, kind of gave me a nice relaxing pampered day, which was good, but there was nothing else we could really do. And I don't like, I don't like to do that much anyway because I'm a pretty keep myself kind of guy. But even, even that day, I was like, oh, wish I could like go bowling or something, just do something, but that's all right. Nice day at home. It's all right. How much FaceTime, quote unquote FaceTime, are you getting with the other members of North Lane as far as mapping out some sort of schedule, arbitrary plans to, to, to do something new? Well, we're pretty much on a call at least every second week. Um, and even if we don't really have any news, it's usually just to kind of, catch up which has been good because I think we also forget when we're away that it's um, important to have that relationship and that it's actually a really important bond we've all got but I guess as well it's um, we, we're trying to keep our heads up and keep positive and keep the, the ball moving but um, I guess until plans kind of kind of be made and set we don't really know what to do but yeah I guess in the moment we're just going to keep trying and write music and do whatever the hell we can it's weird to think I was looking at Alien will be a year old on Sunday. That's I'm pretty wild. Right? 
Oh man, yeah, that's happened really quickly. I guess, um, yeah, with this big chunk of the of the year taken out, it doesn't really seem like that much at all. What we got to tour, we got to tour for five, six months or something. So, um, that being said, it's still, yeah, I'm still so proud of what it was able to do in that time. <laughs> that being said, we were able to do a lot of cool stuff, and um, I think it's definitely helped us. Uh, step things up a little bit even in that seven month period we were able to tour it so I guess we're just excited to get back to it. How is it sitting with you? I mean Alien in particular for you was a very personal very sensitive album is it good to kind of sit down um, now that's all out there? Yeah I think yeah it's been a bit of a an up and down um, process for me I guess obviously writing it was quite a quite a difficult thing to do in the first place and to get out but then to have a kind of out there and people kind of reliving their own stories through these songs um and I guess passing on their stories it's kind of been a yeah it's been a lot ch more challenging a process than I thought it would be um but it's also been really I guess rewarding in the fact that I've been able to, yeah, obviously hear a lot of people's stories and I've, I think I've learned a lot in the last year with what, what's happened and I, I guess it's given me a, I don't know, I guess a broader perspective on life, not necessarily a new pers perspective on life, but I guess, a, yeah, a more open perspective, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, the, the deluxe version of Alien is out right now, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and you alluded to that earlier about you guys writing some new stuff. How have those different perspectives altered or changed the way you're writing this new material? Um, well, I guess anything we're writing is still pretty early days, but I guess even still, it's just, uh, I'm trying to just jot down as much as I can and every little thing I'm, I don't know. It's, it's all very minuscule stuff, but I guess every little thing that I guess kind of affects me by reading it, whether it's to do with Alien or whether it's to do with just what's going on in the world, things that I just kind of, I don't know, maybe in the past I've ignored or not been as exposed to. I guess it's just a matter of being, um, yeah, open to that and trying to use all of that in, in use, 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 I guess, my... Uh, yeah, others, other people's experiences and what they've they've told me to kind of grow and hopefully produce something pretty cool in the future. But it's yeah, it's, at the moment it's all pretty jotted down notes of things that I'm noticing while I'm kind of going stir crazy in isolation. Personally, for you, is is the pandemic making you want to write more or less? Like I'm thinking about some of the bands I've had on lately, like 1975, Parkway Drive, Bring Me the Horizon. They had no plans to do anything right now, but because they don't really have a fucking choice, yeah. they're like, let's just start writing again. Yeah, well, at, at first, I guess, when we had the first um, lockdown in Melbourne, that was definitely the, definitely the vibe. It was definitely like, oh, okay, well, we've got all this time. Let's try and just start grinding. Um, and for me, that wasn't even necessarily just Northland stuff. I was just like, I, I can't just sit here and do nothing. Let's just... I'm just going to write whatever and try and be creative. Um, but that being said, being kind of locked up in your house for six weeks, if not more, um, 
the inspiration kind of starts to dwindle. <laughs> um, so, sorry? Playing a lot of PlayStation? Oh, uh, yeah, so I'm playing a lot of Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> been getting deep, deep in that again. Um, I've also just been, yeah, I've been going a little bit crazy with, like, just buying some random new gear as well. I bought an electric drum kit to try and help that creativity as well. And um, I don't know, just been trying to keep really busy with, yeah, experimenting elsewhere in music as well as, I guess, trying to continue to find inspiration when there's not much to go around. Is it easy for you to stay motivated? Um, sometimes, yeah. I feel like it's like a, a day in, day out thing, I guess. With everything going on, it's kind of hard to, I guess, come into it every day being positive. And like I said, the idea of not being sure of when we're going to get back to even playing shows, like at this point, it, it could not be until at least mid next year. So, um, yeah, it's all pretty hard to stay up here, stay positive. So, yeah. For the sake but, of sweet, exclusive news, can I just blatantly assume that you guys will play Unify 2021? <laughs> um, I'm not sure if we will be, actually. I think, I think we'll be trying to, I don't know, stay inside still and just really? keep grinding, yeah. I think the thing is that our bass player is also in Canada, so depending on international um, flights and stuff and how that's going to work out, it might not be... Um, like the, the best idea for us to do that for, for Brendan's sake. So I guess, yeah, we're not, we're not really sure what's going on at the moment anyway. So um, I guess you couldn't put it off, but I, I think it's not looking to do at this point. Are you all in Melbourne except Brendan, obviously? Um, no. So me, John and Josh are in Melbourne and then Nick is in Sydney still. Right. So yeah, even there, it's a little bit of a, a scattered mess, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd hope by that time um, borders are back open and everything's getting a bit less uh, crazy, but who knows at this point. Mm. Well, let's talk about some positive times then because obviously uh, you are on the podcast today to promote the Live at the Roundhouse gig. It's happening August 11 and 12, I believe. So this was, correct me if I'm wrong, the first show of the Alien World Tour. Um. Was it the whole world tour? I'm not sure if it was the first show of the world tour, but it was our first show in Australia. Right. Um, uh, you know what? It might have been the first of the world tour. Because I what can't you recall right now. Yell at your publicist. Yes, yeah, so I'll. I'll <laughs> I sure will. I my publicist might also yell at me. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I'm the worst with those kind of days. But um, yeah, it was it was the first show of the Australian tour, and um, yeah, something that was, I guess, something we've wanted to do for a long time, and. I think one of the first shows I played with North Lane on like uh, one of our first Australian tours was at the Roundhouse as well. So, and that place has been renovated as well in like the last eighteen months. What's incredible right now? Oh man, it was great. It's a shame that people aren't able to use it properly at the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was amazing to go into that place. Yeah, fully renovated and a place that was kind of you know a start of I guess my journey with North Lane almost and I'm sure a, a big part of everyone else in the band's journey with North Lane and um, yeah it's something we've wanted to do for such a long time we finally were able to do it um, so yeah really excited about 
how that's all turned out, I guess. Yeah. So why, why this show? I mean, obviously you guys toured for a solid six months there. You could have picked a plenty. Why this particular show at the roundhouse? Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's home for most of us really. Like, yeah, John, Josh and I live in Melbourne, but we're all Sydney boys who probably went to show, like I, we all went to shows growing up at the roundhouse and, um, yeah, played played there. It's all been, it's a part of you know, North Lane's history, and um, yeah, Sydney for us is North Lane's home. So to come back after ten years of being a band, as well as um, off the back of this album that we didn't know what was going to happen, um, yeah, it was a really special moment to bring it back to Sydney and to bring it back, yeah, to bring it back home. Yeah, and again, I'm quoting the press release here, so if it's wrong, it's not my fault. They, uh, it says that this is the show where you guys, uh, for the first and last time, uh, play Sleepless Live. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, um, yes, actually, for the rest of that tour, it was kind of in and out. I can't even really remember. It's kind of a blur to me. But, mm. yeah, that, that Sydney show, um, yeah, was playing Sleepless is quite a, a difficult task. And that also comes back to um, to Sydney being home, really. Um, that song being about my mum, who um, yeah passed away not too long prior. Like I, I my mum had been to the Roundhouse as well, so it's just like at some point during that song, I just looked at the back of that venue and kind of pictured her, and it's like yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't do this every night. Um, so yeah, obviously that makes this quite special. Um, and for, for that, it's not a matter of me not wanting to play the song. It's more a matter of, I wouldn't want to keep playing the song and not be able to finish it. Um, so it's, yeah, more a courtesy to the, <laughs> to the kids. <laughs> do, you, do you think you'll, you'll be able to, to rewatch that? I mean, obviously you guys are going to be live chatting with fans, ideally not douchebag trolls. Um, do, you, do you think you'll you'll be able to to, to watch that and, and have some good memories? Um, yeah, I think so. Like the the whole show, I've watched it back, but yeah, Sleepless always does kind of get me. Um, but that being said, it's it's not. Yeah, it it definitely doesn't affect me as much as it did when we were playing it or when it first um, when we were first putting this all together. It, um, like I said, it's been it's been it's been a year of kind of ups and downs and kind of coming to terms with everything and I guess kind of gaining a wider perspective. So mm. yeah, I, I'm hoping it's not going to be something that will trigger me again, but I'm sure I'm sure I'll be all right. So when you guys say you'll be live streaming the show with fans, is that more just you guys behind a keyboard chatting, or is it like going to be like a little camera in the corner of the screen where you're all just sitting on the same lounge? Yeah, we'll just be live chatting. I think a little camera in the corner will be a little distracting. <laughs> I mean, it might be funny though, just a little pop-up head. Yeah. Little fun facts or something. So you guys um, will be able to get together, I'm assuming, except Brendan? Well, I think we'll be doing it on shifts, like a couple of us jumping on. Because um, I, I think some of them kind of land at some weird times as well. So I think Josh is being, uh, is biting the bullet and getting up at 5 a.m. for the the London ones, I think. I'm not sure. So that's pretty nasty. Yeah. If he if he isn't biting the bullet, I've just volunteered him. So 
Too <laughs> 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 much Josh, appreciate it, man. Um, you know what I did want to ask you about? Again, just going back to Alien, um, mm-hmm. that was the third record that won the, what is it called? The, the best hard rock or heavy, med- heavy, bleh, heavy metal album at the Arias. Um, you guys have now taken out three of the last five years for that category. A um, couple months ago, I'm not sure if you saw, Winston came on the podcast and he had some not nice things to say about Aria and the general concept of heavy music in Australia. Yeah. Um, first of all, before I get super into it, like what is your take on the general perception of heavy music in Australia right now? Um, well, it's interesting. I've been thinking about this kind of thing, not necessarily for heavy music, but I guess just generally. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange. We do have a lot of big artists who definitely deserve, um, you know, a lot more recognition out there. Um, but I guess we're in a weird world. I don't know. Not everyone listens to metal and it's hard to be able to gauge what people are going to want to listen to around the world. And I guess not around the world, around Australia. And I guess when it comes to things like Aria, it's, it's, you know, people who may not exactly be within the, the scene of, you know, heavy music or whatever it might be. But I, now I'm kind of spinning a web of nothing, aren't I? I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I, heavy music to me is something that is never going to be like something that's widely accepted. Unfortunately, there are bands that are able to do it and you know, even, even Parkway there to most of us in this world, you know, the, the gold standard, the band at the top of the, of the ladder for us. So, if, if that's something that Winston is feeling, then I'm sure it's something that even up there is something that there's, there's a lot of pressure on, on the band for that. But I don't know, for us, we're, we're, we've been lucky to um, just keep doing what we're doing. And for us, awards were never part of that. Aria, Aria's or whatever, that's never something that we were seeking out. And it's something that's amazing to, to receive. And we're grateful for that. But it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not something that at the end of the day we think is the most important thing. We think that touring and playing shows for people is the most important thing. And I think if that also reflects in things like yeah, awards or whatever that might be, that's, that's awesome that it's being, um, I guess, respected and acknowledged in other areas. But yeah, I guess for me, I just like to keep my eye on the prize and keep grinding and keep touring, which unfortunately isn't so possible right now. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I think like heavy music, the community in Australia is obviously huge. It's consistently growing. Like, I mean, you look at Parkway, they headlined Good Things Festival last year to over 15,000 people. You guys are obviously going from strength to strength. Polaris just sold out the Enmore a couple of months ago. In my opinion, especially with North Lane winning that category the last three to five years, why shouldn't an album like Alien also be in Aria Album of the Year nomination? It's like this vibe where it's just kind of like, oh, it's a metal band. They have this category and then that's it. We ignore that. Yeah. I think it, the more it grows, and obviously it, it's consistently growing, you can't really just ignore it because it's not mainstream. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. I think it's just, I don't know. I guess how do you convince a bunch of people who don't like something to acknowledge it? <laughs> And I guess that's the, that's the, what we've got to 
figure out, I guess. But I don't know. A bunch of metal dudes <laughs> aren't the best. Aren't the best people to try and convince people to do that. That being said, Winston could probably convince a lot of people to do things. <laughs> do those conversations happen? Like, again, imagine a pre-COVID world. Um, do you have the conversation of great? You know, Mesmer's out now. We're going to release our next album in X amount of years or after X amount of time. Um, well, I guess we kind of like to not set a too much of a strict timeline on it just because I guess we never know how it's going to go. Um, I guess, yeah, with Alien, we were just, we, we weren't at the point yet where we were sure when we were going to finish touring it. We were still, yeah, meant to be on tour until now, um, probably until at least early next year. Wow. Um, and there was no real deep plans on writing a new album or releasing a new album yet. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit weird. It's yeah. We're, we're not really sure what's going on right now. And like, we will be writing, we are writing, but we can't really put a time on it. Cause we don't know when that's going to necessarily coincide with getting back to work. Um, and as, as dumb as that sounds as well, cause obviously we want to just put out music as much as we can we still do have to kind of look at it like, well, if we just put this out now, what are we going to do with it in 12 months if we're not able to tour if people aren't into it when we want to go back on tour? So I don't know. It's, it's all pretty scary, to be honest. It's all kind of, yeah, our livelihood's kind of been stopped in its tracks and we're kind of kind of holding all the strings together. But um, yeah, we'll get by. I'm sure we'll figure it out. <laughs> you think... Like ticketed streaming gigs have a have a place in a post COVID world. I mean, in say if there are certain areas of the world or even Australia where maybe you can't get to for whatever reason, is a streaming gig something that you guys could still look at and say this could work post COVID? Yeah, well, I think it's a like already it's a really unique way of doing things. Um, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of bands do take different approaches to the live stream thing. Um, like Code Orange had a very uh, thought out, I, I believe that was their stage show for the tour they had planned just as COVID was happening and how they blended all of the visuals and all of that into, you know, yeah, a visual medium as well as um, a show. It was really, really unique. Even um, I saw a little bit of Hands Like Houses live stream they did and they had it kind of presented like a, I don't know, almost like a cricket cricket game or something where they had like commentators giving the stats on them and stuff and even just stuff like that it's just like it's such an awesome way to not only put a show on but then bring creative new elements into it interactive elements into it being able to chat to people while it's going on um yeah it's it's i think a pretty unique thing and i think the technology is so quickly improved for it as well people are able to actually play music together on the internet at the same time without it lagging out, which is pretty insane to me. Um, so like, I don't know, the, the possibilities are endless and I think people being locked inside is only going to push those possibilities further. I don't want to throw your other Northline members under the bus, but I know you're good for an acoustic gig. Have you considered just doing some, some solo live stream shows? Um, I have a little bit. I've, I've kind of been wanting to, do anything like that to be honest but i am trying to hold back and not make them too <laughs> regular so people is like all right get off the internet marcus yeah we get it 
Or you, you want to play? The one disadvantage with heavy music is, at least for the most part, you can't do like fun acoustic gigs. Like Parkway couldn't do an acoustic gig. That's just not possible. That's not <laughs> at all. I've always um, been intrigued by the idea of like a, a heavy acoustic gig with screaming over acoustics. It'd be pretty. I don't know. It's never been done, really. It'd be hectic. <laughs> uh, Duke, thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. Again, Live at the Roundhouse is streaming August 11 and 12. Go to themusic.com.au or northlaneband.com for all the ticket information. Marcus, any last words for fans and or me? Make them nice, please. Uh, that's about it. We'll see you at the live stream. Pick up uh, or go listen to the, the deluxe edition of alien and um yeah we'll see you on the internet <laughs> it, it was good to see you again i mean i think last time we met up it was what good things 28 yeah, festival remember them in person remember that oh man good things was so good too i oh man that had the they had the like snakes and stuff backstage in brisbane do you remember I that was not, it wasn't in sydney that's disappointing but that was oh, a no. it was like what was that use dashboard oh the use are so good. Oh man, I I I think did baby metal play. It was like forty yeah, degrees. Yeah, and they were dancing all day in the sun. Oh man, that's hectic. Yeah, well, dude. Hopefully, next time we see each other, it'll be in person and not weird over Zoom. Hopefully, hopefully. Take it easy, Neil. Marcus, thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. <laughs>